Thank you for eating that, Karin. So I didn't mention this in the welcome. My name's Bianca. So I'm the community director here at Hope Midtown. And I also oversee the connections team. So you have likely seen me at the front door if you've been coming these past few weeks. And you will continue to see me at the front door until our team's at full capacity. So anyone want to join, come see me afterward and we'll get you on the connections team. Um, Another thing is if we haven't met yet, please don't be shy. Come find me afterwards. Say hi. I would love to meet you. And if you are interested in getting more involved at Midtown, let me know that too, not just on Connections, but anywhere else. I would love to help you gain a more sense of belonging here. We've got a lot of opportunities to either volunteer or just get connected with other people. So I would love to help you figure out what space is best for you. So I have actually been in the Hope community for about four years now. I started off at Hope Midtown, and then I helped with a church plant that we started in 2020. And what I think is just really cool about those four years that I've been here, might be five now actually, anyway, what's really cool about that time is that there are people that are still here that have been here since I started coming and before I started coming here. And then there are people that are new that have just started coming, maybe they've just moved to the city or just decided to check out a new church. And I love getting to know new people and reconnecting with people that have been here for a while. What I think is really cool about that is it shows a picture of how our life can be full of things that are constant and things that are changing, and yet God will use each one of those pieces. And I can see how God has used those different pieces here at Midtown and just throughout the city of New York. So I absolutely love seeing that here when I am just interacting with everybody here. And one of the big changes that we've had in the recent years is COVID, right? Don't worry, I'm not going to stay on that for a long time. I think we've had enough focusing on that for a while. But it did throw a really big wrench into our lives. At least it threw it into mine. I assume it threw it into the rest of yours. But what was kind of crazy about that is that we kind of had to reevaluate our lives and just look at all of the different things that were going to be happening. Did we switch to Zoom forever? Are we coming back in person? The thing about changes is that when they happen, they can impact the way we look at our own lives, how we see ourselves, and how we see God's plan unfolding in our lives. And when I first moved to New York City, I moved here with the intention of doing acting and comedy and different kinds of performing arts. And I did a lot of that my first year or two being here, but... As you can see, I am now in ministry, so God shifted things for me a little bit. So I actually didn't get into performing until after college, and that was a time in my life where I was really reevaluating my faith and the church culture that I was in at the time. The church I was in was very conservative, and they did not allow women to hold really any leadership roles, and they also didn't have a heart for social justice at all. I come from a social work background, so having being in a church that didn't really value social justice was not great for me. I'm also a woman, so being at a church that didn't really value women also wasn't great for me. So I really wrestled with being in this place, and I had to wrestle with God about it, and I felt God leading me to leave that church. I had been there for about 10 years, and it was really hard to leave. But God was telling me, you know, 
this time, this chapter of your life is gonna be ending and I'm gonna lead you somewhere else. So I had to trust God in leaving that church and finding another one. And I did end up going to another church where I like to call this one my reset church. Because when I was there, I really didn't get involved in any kind of serving, volunteering, leadership at all. I was really just there on Sundays, there to really hear the word of God and just continue to reevaluate and reexamine my faith. And at this time, I also got a lot more involved in my performance career. And God really worked through that to grow my faith and grow me closer to him. And a lot of people, when I tell them that, kind of look at me with two heads, that, as if I have two heads is what I meant to say. Because a lot of people don't associate God with like performance art or acting, and some people really see that as like not a very godly profession. But I was doing comedy improv, and if you've ever done that, you know that one of the very few rules that this art form has is that you say yes to whatever the people on stage with you give you. And you can do that in improv because one of the core principles of improv is that you support your scene partners and your scene partners support you. So I had to learn while doing this comedy style that I had to trust these strangers with me on stage, basically. So I had to learn how to say yes to people I barely knew, yes to things that seemed crazy, just to like make a storyline work out. And through doing this, it taught me that if I can be comfortable saying yes to these people on stage with me, I can also be comfortable saying yes to a God that at this point I had known for about 10 years. And when God told me to move to New York City, I said yes. I didn't know everything that God was going to do once I moved here, but I was really excited to take that step in my faith. And I thought I was moving here to become an actor and a comedian and continue on those performing skills that I had been working on. And like I said, things have changed a little bit. Now I am working in ministry and I have not done acting in a while. But I'm telling you all of this because it would be very easy to look at my life and think that it's very disjointed, it doesn't line up, it doesn't make any sense. If you look at my professional resume, it does look like a hot mess. I mean, I have a social work background and then in acting and now I'm in ministry, so it can look a little messy. But... The good thing about God is he doesn't mind that. So the thing is, when I look back at my story and I look at it with the lens that God has been working all of these pieces together for his glory, I can see that if I hadn't gone to that very conservative church as a teenager, I wouldn't have met Jesus. And if I hadn't met Jesus at that time in my life, I wouldn't have felt the calling to be in ministry that I did at such a young age. If I hadn't gone into performance, I wouldn't have felt a need to move to New York City. And if I hadn't moved to New York, I wouldn't have gotten involved in churches that do show value on women and allow women in leadership, are vocal about that, and I wouldn't be able to live out the calling that I knew God placed in my life. And when we're in those moments where we're thinking, this doesn't feel right, this is awkward, I don't know what to do with it, it can be really hard to think that it's going to play out to glorify God or just work out in a way that is good for us. But another good thing about our God is he doesn't call us to figure it out in the moment. He just calls us to trust him and trust that he's going to work it out for us. I like to think about my life as a puzzle, like a jigsaw puzzle, because some of the pieces are super odd shaped. Maybe they're jagged, or I'm just like, I have no idea where this is gonna go. But 
I'm not the one making the puzzle. God's putting it all together. And so I don't have to worry about when those puzzle pieces are weird shaped because I know God knows exactly where to put them. And although I can't see the whole picture yet, I can always look back and say, oh, I see what he was doing over in this corner now. So another thing about my story is that when COVID hit, a lot of acting jobs went away. And I was working as a salesperson for a theater tech company and also doing some auditions and doing some stage work at the time. But I lost my job immediately when COVID hit and all of the auditions went away. Anything I was doing on stage or on film, all gone. And I questioned if I was even supposed to be in New York. I remember talking with God about it and just saying, I really thought you told me to come here, but COVID's happening and it seems to be hitting New York harder than everyone else. Like, um, I can't do acting anymore. Like, that was why I came here. So like, was I even supposed to come or was that just a selfish me deciding thing? And after sitting and wrestling with God with that, I felt him tell me, I brought you here for a reason. And at that point, he brought to my mind that in late 2019, I actually started helping out with the kids' ministry here. And it was at that time that I got more connected in this church. And because of COVID 2020, we all had to go on Zoom. And I ended up doing more stuff with the kids' ministry on Zoom and just being stretched that way, adapting as best as we could with kids on Zoom. Did you guys ever do a Zoom call with a kid? It's difficult. Imagine doing it with like 10 kids. Anyway, so um, yeah, while I was doing that part-time kids ministry role and growing in that way, I realized that I was really being called back into that ministry calling that I had felt at a young age but wasn't able to really engage with. And earlier on in my life when I told God that I didn't want to go into ministry because I had left a very conservative church. I didn't feel supported. And I was like, I don't know that I'm going to be in a place ever where I do feel like I can live out this calling. I also used to do kids ministry a lot when I was in that conservative setting because that's really all I was allowed to do. And I love kids. So I love doing kids ministry. But when I left, I felt like I had been teaching kind of the wrong things to kids because there was those values that I no longer saw aligning with God and I just felt so guilty that I had been teaching those two young minds. And so this was another area I really had to wrestle with God because I felt so guilty about it. And God allowed me to forgive myself from feeling guilty and just also trust that he was holding those kids. That regardless of if I taught something that I now realize maybe doesn't align with the character of God, that God is still carrying those children and he is going to work in them, put other people in their lives to help them to continue to grow. And I was able to be there and love on them in that time and show them God's love, even if perhaps what I taught maybe had some things that didn't align with God at that moment. So when I did come to New York, God really blessed me by giving me a community that taught me about how much all people are valued, regardless of gender and your age and anything like that. And I hadn't really seen that before. And God gave me people that mentored me and poured into me and gave me space to ask questions. And what was great was that when I asked those questions, I was not met with 
rigid answers. I was given space to get those answers from God and not from people. And that was what I really needed. And it was through this that I then started getting into kids ministry. I then helped out with the church plant that I mentioned. And my role shifted from working with children and family to doing more of community ministry work. And it was through doing all of those things, I saw God really letting me see the reason I was called into ministry. He was using all of these things I loved. Like with the kids, I could use some of my acting background to like, you know, tell them stories and keep them focused at that time. And with the community ministry work, I was able to bring in a lot of the stuff I learned from being a social worker. And I could just see the way God was piecing all of those things that seemed disjointed at different points in my life, but for the reason that he wanted me in ministry. So with that, I just want to encourage you that if the plan changes, it doesn't mean that God's not going to use that piece of your life. And if it looks like we made a wrong turn, that doesn't mean that God can't give you another turn to bring you back to the story that he's writing for you. And if the plan doesn't look how you think it's going to, that doesn't mean that God's not doing something awesome with it. And honestly, if it doesn't look the way you think, it's probably because God is doing something awesome Our plans don't always go with what he's thinking they're going to do. And that's okay. So in the scripture that Karin read today, there's a couple really well-known verses, um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And I was actually hesitant about using those in my scripture reading for today because they are just so well-known. And I was like, I don't want to seem like a cliche. But God was like, don't worry, I can work in cliches. It's fine. So... Those verses say, trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision that you make. When I look back on the different seasons of my life, I can say that I was able to trust God in every season, but I was not able to say that I trusted God every day or all day every day in those difficult seasons, especially the ones that were really confusing or just hard to deal with. But especially when I look back now, in every season of my life, God has proven that he is trustworthy, that he cares for me, that he's going to provide for me, that he loves me. And that is how going forward, I know that I can trust God in those situations where I don't know what's happening. I don't know what he's going to do with the next weird thing that happens to me, but I know that I can look back and see his trustworthiness and I can hold that in my current life and in my future life. And as I've said before, it's not always easy to do in the moment. And for me, finances is a very scary area for me. And I mean, does that surprise any of you? I literally told you today I've done social work, acting, and ministry. Those don't pay well. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, But there were definitely times in my life when I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to pay my bills on time or if I would just have enough money to make it to the end of the week. And there was a lot of temptation to not trust that God would provide and that I would need to come up with all these ways to make money, whether it was like taking on a bazillion side gigs or just like creating all this stress and not leaning and resting in God. And God every time would say, calm down, I've got this. And if we could just take a look at verse seven in the passage, I love the way this translation writes this. It says, Don't think for a moment that you know it all. For wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. I love the beginning part of that, the don't think you know it all for a moment. I read that wrong. 
don't think for a moment that you know it all. Because I just think that is such a very clear-cut way of letting you know that we don't have to know it all. God does not expect us to know it all. But the good thing is that he does, and we can adore him. We can rest in him. We can look at him, and he's going to give us that wisdom that he's going to use all of those pieces of our lives. For me, thankfully, with finances, it's happened enough that I can now trust God's going to provide for me. But there's definitely other areas in my life where it's still hard for me to trust him, and that's okay. Trusting God and not even just trusting him, confidently trusting him is really hard. But then if we can just skip a little forward to verse 8, it says that when we trust and we lean into his wisdom, then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit long for. And that sounds really good to me. It sounds a lot better to trust God and find that healing refreshment that your spirit and body long for than to try to hold everything and control everything on my own. So right now, I'm going to read over our whole passage with you again, and I invite you to just close your eyes. If you want to put your hands out, you can, but just sit in a posture that allows you to hear it and receive whatever God would like to tell you from this scripture. My child, if you truly want a long and satisfying life, never forget the things that I've taught you. Follow closely every truth that I've given you. Then you will have a full rewarding life. Hold on to loyal love and don't let go. And be faithful to all that you've been taught. Let your life be shaped by integrity with truth written upon your heart. That's how you will find favor and understanding with both God and people. You will gain the reputation of living life well. Trust in God completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment you know it all. For wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit long for. Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with your first fruits, with every increase that comes to you. Then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings from an uncontainable source of joy. That last verse is what God really desires for us, is that every dimension of our life would overflow with blessing because we are looking to him, we are trusting him, and he's going to be the source of our uncontainable joy. So I wanna leave you with something to think about throughout this week. So first I'm gonna invite the worship team to come on up. But I want you to be thinking about this. If there's a piece of your life that you're having a hard time trusting God with, if you're thinking, this is really hard, but it's only gonna get better if I'm holding it, if I'm controlling it, if I'm figuring out the end game, just think about how you can give that over to him. And while you're thinking about that, also try looking back at your own life and think, has there been something similar that's happened before? And think about how you can maybe see God's hand guiding you and holding you in those times. If this is a brand new thing, it might be harder to look at that. 
but you can always ask God, hey, where do you wanna hold more space in my life? What should I be surrendering to you right now? Our God is a trustworthy God and we can trust him with even the most difficult, weirdest shaped puzzle pieces of our life. So with that, I just want to bless you all to give over those things that you feel like you can't fit into your life. Really surrender it to him and allow him to make that beautiful picture of the puzzle of your life. We're gonna turn it over to the worship team for our response song.